The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and Cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club, where we are hosting our first live event. And there's still time to come to Breakfast yeah, with Benning. It, it just started. And you can come, get a ticket at the door, sit down, have a great bite to eat. We nice. heard the burrito's awesome. We heard the French toast is great. We've, come by, have some fun. So we've got, did we do the breakfast pizza? I probably should. No, where's pizza? Avery? She's the stud. Is it okay, on the menu? Yep, she's nodding, yes. Breakfast pizza? So we've got the breakfast pizza. We've got the burritos. We have um, the French toast. Thank mm-hmm. you. See, and then yeah. the bedding bite. That's why I'm not a one, baby. Mimosas. Mimosas. That was at the top of the chart. This one's – I'm going to tweet this picture out, but we have these bites. Uh, they are sausage, cheese with a little bit of a, a biscuit binder. We'll do a bite every time that we do this, just kind of the play on words. But that right there, I'll, we'll put that out on social media here in a second. I can't even tweet the lineup out, which anybody knows that's heard me for 15 years. It is very well, hard Well, when you get me. distracted, then you come back that's to it. That's the hardest thing about time. live events because it's already hard during a regular show to stay dialed right. in. And then you get me with um actually people that i like it's tough no you're not wrong there hey let's welcome in our next guest mike schaefer nebraska football and recruiting for 24 7 sports mike good morning on Streamyard. good to see you good to see you guys gentlemen uh what when is the uber eats driver coming by with the <laughs> aforementioned food uh, you gotta um, ask him somebody wants to know when you're coming by with the aforementioned food schaefer He's, it's 15. Well, if, well, you if he gets that. there in 15 minutes, he's a bad boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the food. Yeah, I know I'm made. on the east side of Lincoln, but it's going to take a little more than 15. We minutes. are right next to the interstate, but 15 minutes—that would even be. I did it in 28 once. I'm ashamed to say, but. <laughs> Yeah. It was Pedal gonna, to the metal. Well, I was going to be late for a press conference. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> it happens. Shave, how are things, man? How are you keeping up? By the way, you look great. I like the beard, man. The nice full winter beard is fantastic. Yeah. But how, like, there's a lot going on, man, especially mm-hmm. in recruiting in Nebraska, climbing the ranks in a hurry, man. How are you keeping up? Well, the month of December was was pretty insane because you've got a lot going on there. Obviously, they're putting together their – Recruiting staff, they're doing the high school, junior college recruiting in addition to transfer portal stuff. Players are going in, players are coming out. Uh, So December was pretty insane. And then there's been kind of a little bit of a lull. Obviously, it's picked back up this weekend. You have three, at least three known visitors in town, um, you know, for for transfer portal visitors this weekend. And then we'll see. I'm I'm really curious what they're going to do in January. Do they have some 2023 targets that are still out there? Is it mostly transfer portal additions at this point? And then when they get that locked up, do they move over to 2024? Which is kind of what I'm guessing happens. 
but you never know. I mean, who could who could end up as, as a potential 2023 January target for him? Uh, that could be a February signing day thing. So there's there's obviously uh, no shortage of things when you have a transition as to what you're trying to do, resetting a roster, backfilling some areas where you need depth. Uh, but some intriguing names this weekend with, with Billy Kemp's and uh, Micah Mascua and Walter Rouse. And so, you know, two of those guys, offensive linemen, one's a wide receiver. I'd put those as, you know, key needs for Nebraska's roster for 2023 as they try to figure this out under Matt Rule. Stay right there, Mike. As you talk about offensive line play and the need for uh, Nebraska to have uh, stronger ability up front. Uh, yesterday, we had Brandon Vogel on the show. We talked a little offensive line with him. And then even in the afternoon with Chris Schmidt, he said that offensive linemen are the hottest commodity in the portal. Would you agree with that? Um, it's either So it's either side of the trench. It's either offensive line or defensive line. I mean, you can't ever have enough. I've never met a coach who's felt comfortable with his depth at either of those spots. And those things are just gold. And the the wild thing is they can come from all over. I mean, uh, Johnny Cornelius, the, the offensive lineman from Rhode Island, was one of the biggest targets in the portal of any position. And, again, he played a couple years at Rhode Island. Last year, a name that is going to go in the top 25 picks in the NFL draft coming up in the spring was Jared Verse. Uh, I believe he transferred from Albany to Florida State. So, you know, and he's a defensive end. So I, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of decent track record of guys jumping levels. You try to go out and find offensive linemen uh, that you can try to plug and play just because it's hard. I mean, being an offensive lineman is really difficult. Uh, and so getting guys that have experience is huge. Getting guys that have upside is huge. And so Nebraska, again, you know, they were able to grab Ben Scott. They're obviously not done there yet. And the thing is, even with even if they don't add either of these two guys, they still have really helped themselves out by just getting Ben Scott. I mean, by just adding one piece in there and having someone that you can just sort of write in Sharpie, and then you've got some other guys that you can use pen and white out around them until you figure out the right configuration. And so I think Ben Scott was a great start for them. If they can add to that, we're getting to, to kind of gravy at that point. Talking with my main man, Mike J. Schaefer from 24-7 Sports. Schaefer, let me ask you something. You know, I, we, we, Coach Frost talked about wanting to get old and stay old, right, and just could never really maintain that. As we look at the numbers and how Coach Rule and this staff has, has built the roster so far, 13 seniors, 22 juniors, 22 sophomores right now. Now, the redshirt freshman is a little low, just 13, but attrition, that stuff happens. Do you like the way that it's trending as you're talking about offensive line with the Lutovskis, the Noellis, uh, the Prohaskas, the Ethan Pipers, the Benharts, the Corcorans, Ben Scott? Those are older guys. Is Nebraska? Do those numbers add up, or am I seeing what I want to see to get a mature football team? Well, so what's, what's fascinating to me is that we're talking about an offensive line for two years that people feel like has underproduced. And yet, at the same time, I don't think it would behoove Nebraska to just go out and grab an offensive line. Like, it's got to be someone that can actually play and help them. Because what's going to happen here is when you start putting these names together, if Teddy Prohaska is your left tackle, if you go get a Walter Rouse, um, you know, and then he becomes your right tackle, that's a really good situation. But what happens with Turner Corcoran? What happens with Henry Lutovsky? What happens with, you know, Nori Newelli? 
you know, Ethan Piper has starting experience. And I am intrigued enough by the success that Matt Rule has had up front that I don't I, – I liked a lot of these guys as recruits. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing about the offensive line that I think is the hardest for me to digest as someone, you know, analyzing this football team. They went out and they recruited well with the offensive line early. I mean, Turner Corcoran is one of the biggest recruiting wins that Scott Frost had, and it hasn't felt like that's worked for them yet. And part of it to me is he's played out of position. So I still want some of those guys to have opportunities. So it's not like a thing where I I feel like it would be good for Nebraska to go grab three experienced guys, throw them in the offensive line, and then you could be losing out on some players that have untapped upside that you know maybe just need a slightly different system or maybe they need play calls that work to their style or whatever it is. Maybe they need a second year with Donovan Rayola. Um, but I, I have enough belief in the talent that they went to go recruit that I don't want to see them try to paper over, over it with some guys from the portal. So to me, it has to be like worthy additions or there's real, you know, I'd, I'd rather see what they have under Matt Rule, under this coaching staff, uh, than just throw those guys off to the side. Mike, I still think there's a huge void in the offense, and that's finding a replacement for Trey Palmer. Even with bringing in a guy like Billy Kemp this weekend, is he somebody that you see uh, as a veteran presence that if they sign him can replace him, or have they done that already, or do they still need to find a guy that can do that? Definitely think wide receiver is a huge thing that they have to go out and attack. I mean, it's it's sort of a fascinating room right now. I mean, you essentially have Marcus Washington – and Alante Brown, and then a whole lot of just kind of like throw your hands up in the air and not really sure what's there. So um, I, I think that Billy Kemp's would be good because he's experienced. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of explosive nature to him. I would certainly hesitate to say that he could replace Trey Palmer. I don't know that there's a, a one-to-one replacement, but, you know, some guy that looked a lot like me with a beard like mine that wears stupid hats like I do. <laughs> Wondered if Trey Palmer could be a one-to-one replacement of Samari Toure. So, I mean, the thing about wide receivers in the portal, it's the opposite of offensive linemen. I mean, there's so many of them that you kind of get the opportunity to pick through what it is it you're looking for. You need a veteran right off the bat. You need a guy that's a tone setter. Or are you going to go out there and you're going to try to find a highly rated receiver that left a program that has three, four years of eligibility? Or are you going to try to do both? And so I think I'm really fascinated. Obviously, Garrett McGuire is going to be Nebraska's wide receivers coach. Uh, That in itself is a really interesting dynamic. We need to see how he's able to do in terms of recruiting, what transfer portal players think about a guy like that. I mean, one of the things that I have the toughest time with it, and I'm fine with the hire, but you're 24 years old. Marcus Washington's what, 23? Mm. Like, how is Marcus Washington going to be taking coaching from a guy that's one year older that, frankly – has done a little less, you know, in terms of productivity as a football player than Marcus Washington ever has. So, like, how does he build those relationships? How does he foster that? How does that room grow? And how do they choose to try to attack some of the holes there? Because they, Schaefer, they we appreciate your time, man. Basket. Thanks so much. Thanks, Thank Mike. Sorry, guys. No, you're appreciate good. It. We're just on a tight crunch. We're going to talk to Westside's head basketball coach next.